Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Up podcast with me, Ant, and I'm here again with Dave. Hello. Uh, this is a podcast about staying in. Yes, lockdown's <laughs> coming to an end. <laughs> I don't know what I still laugh about every time you say. <laughs> <laughs> but we're staying in. We like watching TV, watching films and playing video games. So that's what we do. Uh, this week we're going to talk about our film club, which were The Dead Don't Die on Netflix and Leave No Trace on Amazon Prime. Uh, we're going to talk about the games coming to PlayStation Plus for August. And then we're going to talk about the games we are playing, or I'll be basically interviewing Dave about what he's playing because I've barely touched a console game. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, let's start with uh, the games coming to PlayStation Plus for August. Uh-huh. Which are Tennis World Tour 2, Plants vs Zombies, not the classic on your phone side defence game, but the new 3D shooter version. Hunter's Arena Legends, which... We knew it was coming, but I've already forgotten what it is, so... <laughs> yeah, I can only think of it being, like, Dynasty Warriors, but it could be nothing like that for a while now. Hunter's Arena Legends? Yeah, I, it made me, when I first seen the video of it, I thought, oh, is that a bit like um, Dynasty Warriors? Is it Dynasty? Is that how you pronounce it? Dynasty, Dynasty, depends, I think. Yeah. But that's what I thought it was going to be like, but I'm not sure now. Oh, I think I'm thinking of a different game. I thought this was a 3D shooter. No. No, okay, let me Google. Let me have a little screenshot reminder. I'm sure it's like a... Um, I was pronounced this wrong. Melee. <laughs> <laughs> you always stumble on this one. I don't know what, what's English, what's American anymore. Melee and melee. See, I always say melee and people go, no, it's melee. I'm like, well, to me, it's melee. <laughs> <laughs> I think melee is American. I think it's just oh, yeah. crept in and been, become the norm. Ah. It looks more like... I don't know if it's... um. Dynasty Warriors like it looks more like a like a one v one battles. Yeah. Oh, there's some crazy outfits going on now. Crazy outfits just lose me. I lose interest when it gets. Bonkers. Yeah, I'm not into any of that random stuff. No. Oh yeah. my god! I want to keep this bit in the pod. So I was playing um, Olympic Games online. Yeah. And you can customize your character. I like to play as Sonic when I'm doing the sprints, and then. Um, I've had this race anyway, and I thought I'd won, but for some reason, you know, like the internet works. Yeah. Apparently, I lagged and finished second, even though clearly I'm on a one by a mile. Anyway, I thought I'm watching the replay of that. So I've watched a replay, and guess what? So someone's only designed their avatar to look like Adolf Hitler. Oh I was God. like, holy crap. And I, try, I think I've saved the video. I'll have to double check later, but he's got like the brown. Yeah, suit kind of uniform on, and he's got the little tash and jeans. Like, holy shit! Imagine doing that. Like, <laughs> just so wrong. Do you think it's some kid who doesn't really quite understand the consequences? It's probably or do you an think... adult. No, yeah. just adults, isn't it? Like someone who just thinks, oh, "I'll get a good laugh out of this." I was just like, I was. I didn't even laugh. I was just like, I felt my jaw open, and was like, oh. <laughs> I think the thing is that there are people out there who still follow his. Teachings and his words and stuff. It's like, yeah. It could be a genuine Nazi. She probably yeah. report him, Dave. I think um, the majority of people who believe in that are probably psychopaths. Yeah, probably are. Yeah. Right, I've had a look at Hunter's... What's it called? Hunter's Arena Legends. I don't know what to make of it. It looks like more 1v1 battles. Is it online multiplayer stuff? No idea, mate. No idea at all. I just thought it looks interesting. 
It looks interesting, but then I've just answered my own question because I saw all the crazy outfits. There was like a big fat guy walking to Cameron's outfit kept changing to indicate that you can have loads of outfits. He was like, because it has a theme and a setting, obviously, and he was suited yeah. to that. And then he like changed to a gold like suit with a disco ball weapon. I was like, oh, yeah. It's just, <laughs> I hate all that yeah, stuff. It's going to be like ancient Japan or China, where it is. You'd stick with that vibe, yeah. Yeah, stick with that vibe. Have variations by all means, but no. You can tell that to me screams of online. They wouldn't do that so, if it was offline, I don't think. But we're both quite intrigued by it anyway, regardless of the silly outfits. Yeah, yeah. Looks like fun. Not that I Fancy zombies. Like no. I said to you what, before we started, if there's a campaign, I'll probably try it. Um, but if there's not like a, a single player campaign, I probably won't touch that. Uh, I won't touch that. I do not know what the quality of World Tennis Tour is like. I have no idea. I'm not going to read any reviews before I play it. I'm just going to download it and try it because I haven't played since then probably a decade. Um, so I think I'll just try it myself instead of getting sucked into any reviews and thinking, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a probably game that's going to score sixes and sevens. Yeah, well, I mean... I would say. In fact, that I haven't heard anyone talking about it or raving it up means it must be flying fairly under the radar. Seven I, well, I, I thought the first one reviewed bad, but then I thought, well, it must have sold quite well for them to make a sequel. But mm. I just think the best tennis game ever made, in my opinion, was um, Smash Court Tennis, and when they brought it in with the story mode on the PlayStation, you had, like, a whole map, like, um, a bit like virtual tennis with shop and the training um, mode and all this stuff in there and it was really really good a bit like role play gaming mm. and then um, it was really really good and being virtual tennis is fantastic as well obviously but I just preferred Smash Court but um, I just don't know why no one's gone back to that kind of simple arcade tennis style mm. or is it just too simple for it to have any longevity I don't know because tennis isn't simple there's lots of different shots you can perform isn't there yeah well that's what I mean if you keep if you keep it basic but Add like depth, mm. like almost any sports game, really. Even like that Olympic game, like there's it's very easy to play, pick up and play, but there are little tricks you can do to like shave milliseconds off here and there, and you know, and add length to the jumps and stuff. Yeah, but even like your really super complex football games, too. Yeah, like noobs could pick it up and still have a good, good game. Yeah, yeah. And then you just add the depth, add the trick shots, add the layers, and you know, build it up. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't played a tennis game like a proper one, probably since the SNES. I can't remember yeah. what it was called. Oh, oh, well, I'll give, it, I'll give it a whirl anyway and see what I think. Because I do like, it's probably not something I'll stick with, but if you play it for a few hours, it, I suppose you've got your, and you get your fill out of it, then that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. It's not an exciting month anyway, it's kind of like a, until I try the games, I would say it's like a, a bang average month, but I wouldn't go on start saying it's crap because there's a fair bit of diversity in there. Mm. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like it's dropped off a little bit. The last few months have been pretty outstanding. Yeah, they have, to be fair. But I'm not one of these who's going to start saying, oh, God, I didn't want that. I want to, you know what I mean? Like, Of mm. course, we all want something that suits our taste and we want three perfect games every month, but it's just not going to happen. No, not going to happen. And I, I, feel, I feel like from Plague's Tale, you know, I've more than got my money's worth out of PlayStation Plus this year because there's been a few games I've played on there and enjoyed, but Plague's Tale was absolutely fantastic. Well, it's a PS5 game. Plague's Tale? We didn't speak about that. Did we not on the last part? I don't think so. You text me when I you started playing and said, oh, you might like this, and I haven't tried it yet. 
You really liked it. Was that good? Oh, yeah. Brilliant game. You'd really like it 100%. I know you would love it. Okay. I'll give that a whirl if I get a chance. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. We'll wait. We'll wait for me to play it. So don't hold your breath, ladies and gentlemen. Right. The other news, which is close to both our hearts, was Pez. Yeah. Pez is no more. Pro Evolution Soccer, a game I've been enjoying, not every edition, but on and off since the PlayStation 1. It's no more, Dave. It's changing well, to very eFootball. Sad news. Very sad news. Yeah. It's changing to eFootball, which I guess will be the same game, but it's been rebuilt from the ground up to run on. Is it Fox Engine or are they going for. Um, Unreal. Unreal Engine. It was going to be Fox Engine at one point, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but Unreal Engine. So, a new graphics engine. It took a year off to get it going. Came back, it's not Pez, eFootball, and it's free to play. But there's going to be downloadable content, which I guess will be paid. And they're just going to keep updating it, which is, I'm kind of on board with that. I think that's a good model to go with in terms of rather than paying 50, 40 quid a year for a brand new game, just iterate on it, update it. Yeah. But yeah, it's sad that the Pez name's going. I'm very sad about the Pez name going because it's like something I've grown up with throughout. Um, my 20 odd years ago I mean mm. um, but I think what's the one thing I'm kind of more not I don't want to say worried about well I suppose he's worried is that with it being kind of like there and it's free to play and it's never going to be kind of like there's no yearly installments which is fine it could be the future of sports games it could really give EA and 2K kicks up the arse but what worries me is it, how often will they update it and do you know, like how you, a Pez came out a year later and was like, oh, this feels different. I like this. It feels a bit slower, it's a bit quicker. Mm. You know, they've really moved the defending around. If they hit a sweet spot where people aren't really saying, oh, well, the defending needs to be a bit more in-depth and a bit more this and that, are they ever going to change it? Are they just going to go, well, no, that's fine. That is. And then everyone learns how that works and they never change it again. Or they don't change it for like three years and you're like, oh. I think they'll Because for it. me, they have to, I think they've got to tweak it at least. I wouldn't even say... I would say they've got to tweak it at least once every year to keep it fresh. I think they will. Because they are going to be relying on people constantly playing it for, um, you know, to, to obviously buy coins or whatever it is they're going to be selling in-game because it's not going to be free to play. And obviously, they, they have said as well that they'll be selling like single-player modes. Mm, like Master League and yeah. all the classic Pez bits. I'm guessing they'll be put in as paid. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Like, my mate was saying to me, I think that's really, really bad. And I said, why is it really, really bad? They're giving you a free game to play. And then they're going to say, well, if you do like the Master League, here it is. The price, obviously, if they come out and go, well, it's 20 quid, then you are going to go, holy crap, 20 pound <laughs> for a single player. No, thanks. I mean, to me, it'd be something like yourself, uh, I don't know, between eight and maybe 12 pounds. I don't know, because... You would have bought that for, if you got it when the season started, you'd have got it for like 50 quid. Yeah, but you would have also got a career mode, a single player. You would have got, yeah, that's got the Master League. That's true. You would have got the, the one player mode, you know, where you play as one football, I'd be a legend, is it? And you got the My Club, which obviously is going to be free on um, this eFootball version because there's no way they're charging for My Club. Mm. 
because that's where they're going to make the money, isn't it? Through the player cards and stuff. Yeah. So, and I don't want to say negative, too negative about it. I'm just a bit. I think it, when it when they announced it, it was like, oh. Well, detail is scant at the moment, isn't it? We don't know everything. Yeah. So I guess it's it's still developing. It's just sad that Pez is gone. Like the name, yeah. Pro Evolution the name, Soccer. Yeah. The institution. <laughs> I do think that was a really bad move on their part. I don't know. It depends. Maybe because, I mean, we have it close to our hearts, but a FIFA always wins. So maybe a complete facelift, a new name, might be what it needs to reposition itself in the market. Well, they do reckon all this, these e-tournaments and stuff are really, really growing and it is going to be like a big part of gaming in the future, but it's just... I think you're kind of on board with me where it kind of just... I'm just like, yeah. Mm. Just... I've literally no interest in watching someone play <laughs> like full length, not full length as in 90 minutes football matches and stuff. That doesn't interest me, but I might see a Gran Turismo race on YouTube and I might watch a lap and I'll be like, oh, that's good. Learn a trick or two from the way the pros do it, but that's it. I just wouldn't sit there and watch a whole race. See, I could see myself watching a whole e-football tournament. No, I couldn't. If it takes place in like an afternoon, like because the games are obviously ninety minutes and you don't need to rest the players between because it's just people on pads. You yeah. could bash through a whole tournament quite quickly. That could be quite an event. I reckon that'd be quite cool. Mm, possibly, but not, not for me. I mean, for other people, but yeah. I thought you would bore the shit life out of me. I'd rather play the games. <laughs> I think you'd have to be into the game to get the most out of it. Yeah. Like people who watch like the Street Fighter tournaments and stuff, they're probably, I would guess, most of them really into Street Fighter and looking for tips and watching with admiration. Yes. But, um, yeah. that, I do. I, I can't watch a fight like that. I, I won't watch a whole tournament because obviously I just I don't understand the mechanics and all that work in those games. To be fair, like the uh, the framing mm-hmm. and stuff they call it. But um, yeah, I, I do get it. I do understand why people watch it because there are obviously a lot of people like you say they like to learn little tricks and the competitiveness of it but it's just not for me but watching online gaming and stuff it's to me I, I don't know how big the audiences are in that. I mean they get loads watch is it, is it Warcraft or something like that, mm. that Activision game do they do some sort of online mode or stuff but yes. they get loads of people watch that don't they and get the events they're doing stuff but yeah. we'll see it's... anyway we'll see we'll see in a few months when we run it out it's and mainly in Asia, isn't it? I think most people watch like Korea and Japan. Yeah, they're big audiences. It's quite big. Mm. It will spread, though. I'm sure it will catch on. Then maybe they just yeah. haven't found a way to package it. Well, FIFA don't need to budge to that, and I don't think they need to flinch at all. I don't think they'll even be blinking, as it to be honest with you. Well, they'll be they'll keeping just, an eye out. They'll just be wa- yeah, they'll be watching, but they won't be worried. No, they're not worried. Because, they'll be watching how it like, goes. Because if anything, it's probably like a couple of the lads on CVGSC said, they said, well, that's made my mind up, isn't it? I'm probably going to have to buy FIFA next year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think you will get, like, quite a few people just going, well, I'll just buy FIFA then this year. Cause... That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause Even I was thinking it. It's free, so you can at least try it. Yeah, but there's only going to be, like, eight teams packaged, and you'll try it, won't you? But, like, if you really want to get your teeth into a career mode and stuff you're just still going to have to go with FIFA for another year Is it, when's it out then not till next year it's out this year but the actual single player content and that won't be out I think it, there's a timeline and it's not coming out till like next year the single player stuff oh okay 
I don't know. I'll definitely give it a go because I love Pez. Yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a whirl. So I always like I say, just play FIFA. Pez just plays so well, doesn't it? But we'll see anyway. Cause the feedback hasn't been good from the, um, the from what I've read of that live, whatever it's called, that online trial thing they did. But mm. that could have been like such an old build. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was the yeah. Pez story. Let's move on to what we're playing. You're playing. Oh, you've got time for three games: uh, Alien Isolation, Concrete Genie, and you put a little bit of time into F1. Right. So I'm going to start with F1 first. Dead quick. Absolutely amazing racing game. I mean, top top notch. The bollocks. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Sounds incredible. The commentary is brilliant. I've only played the story mode, and a lot of people said, "Oh, it's pure cheese," but it's really, really good for a story, for a for a race, a sports game, a racing game. It's really, really good. A lot of the way it all came together. Then, don't get me wrong, the acting and that's like quite cheesy and that, and um, it's quite like, yeah, it's pure cheese at times. But it just, I just thought, you know what? I, I expected it to be absolute crap, but I thought, it's, yeah, it's quite. Is endearing the word like you kind of like yeah I quite like it. I didn't read all the emails and the phone calls you're answering that I did answer all those, um, but look, they're just pure cheese. But it was fun. I like the way they did it as well. Like you didn't play a whole race, you'd be thrown into a race and you had like six laps left and you'd so like try and get as far up as you can because you had a puncture. But the problem was you target to be top ten, and you'd sometimes because without blowing your drum bit, I, I was I'd end up finishing in the top three or sometimes first. But the way they talked after the race was like, oh, that was a really, that was a, a half decent result because it's all scripted. <laughs> yeah, so pre scripted like, oh, for you to finish just in top 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, apart from that, it is, it is an amazing game. I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole sim part of it, if I'm honest. I'll play it like, a, um, like um, an arcade sim racer. Mm. So, like, I'll probably have. I'm not interested in tyre wear and shit like that. Like, I'll have it on, but it's very basic. Mm. And my mate likes to play it where he has to take care of, like, the back left tyre and, and this and that. I'm like, oh, fuck that. If the tyres are wearing it, I'll just change them. I'm not bothered about saying all the other stuff that comes with it. How did you do the other but stuff? How do you keep look after one, like, your back left tyre? How does that work? Well, I don't know. I think it's when you hit the curbs and stuff. So when you come out of a corner, you want to make sure you're not hitting your back wheel isn't hitting the curb and stuff right. like that. So it forces That's you to race even more precise. Yes, basically, mm. yeah. But um, it's it's fantastic. Really, really good game. Um, Concrete Genie. I've only played an hour. That is really good. It's a bit janky. Mm. But this quite nice, quite charming about it. Um, the way you paint the walls and these little genies you paint and you design them where you want them and they kind of follow you around the walls and help you out with puzzles and stuff. Um. I can't say much more about that, but um, it's, that is a nice little game so far. Um, and Alien Isolation, I've abandoned it. Oh. Uh, I'm really gutted because I, I played the first, I would say, hour, two hour and a half, and I was like, she's a bit ropey, the way she controls and stuff. But I thought, I'm really enjoying it. It feels a bit, the way you're going around the station, and there's music, there's like sound effects, really cool. Um, I got a couple of items. I met this guy, and then I went into this one stealth section where there was humans, and they just kept spotting me and shooting me. And now people are saying, "Oh, well, you're crap at the game." <laughs> I'm, I will tell you, I'm crap at stealth. I'm not very good at stealth games, especially in first person. But I thought Alien Isolation was kind of like 
you and an alien, and I knew there was some sort of cyborg cyborg threat in there. Mm. But I never knew there was going to be a human threat as well. And it's kind of like I just got there and I tried it a few times and I couldn't do it. And I thought, you know what? Oh, I ain't fucking playing this. <laughs> I ain't going. I've got time and I don't want to waste my time playing something that's really pissing me off. So I just I yeah. quit on it. Yeah, people are like, I put it on CVGC and then a couple of them are going, you're playing it wrong, you're just playing it wrong, play it like that. And I was like, no, because, <laughs> you know, it didn't it'd say there was a certain rule set for you to play, so I just thought, no, I'll just rather quit. Yeah, I'm like that with games now. If it's not, yeah. if it's being too frustrating or too obtuse, I'm like, no, I'll play yeah. quite something else. I've got the patience, I've got the time, the time's the thing. Yeah. That's why I've kind of stopped chasing. I, I do like to get trophies. I'm not going to lie that. And if I find, if I if I finish a game and I'm not far for platinum, I will go for it. But I'm mm. not going to play a lengthy game through all the way twice for a platinum. Like I finished this game the other day. You know, I love them little kind of hidden object games. Yeah. I finish that and I always get the platinums on it. Anyway, I was on this. It's called Eventoid, and I was on the part three, and I finished it. And I looked at the trophies, and I only needed I think six trophies for the platinum. And I thought, mm. and I looked at some of the trophies and thought. Well, that one I've got to get right to the end and do that one puzzle, which is easy, perfect. And I thought, yeah, well, I don't want to play it again. Mm. <laughs> so I just thought, no, sod it. So don't yeah, blame you. don't blame you. So what have you been playing? Oh, oh nothing. God. Yeah, pretty much. I've been playing. I did after we last recorded. I had a little spurt on uh, control. I smashed through a few new things. I used a guide. To navigate to the places because I was just yeah, wandering around the map. Yeah, yeah I feel like you're wasting your, your precious game in time. Yeah, it's so frustrating. That horrendous map. The map is awful, and it's never. It's not even clear where you're supposed to like aim. So I used a guide to get me to where I was supposed to be going. I didn't use a guide for anything else, like what to do, how to do the puzzles, like just just how to fucking get there. Yeah. So I used a guide for those, and I'm tempted now. I've done a bit of that, but I've not been back on the PlayStation Five much. Um, but. The um, the return of the Obra Dinn, which we talked about last time. Yeah. That's proven very difficult. I'm tempted to use a guide just to see. Because basically, you go through the ship and you find dead bodies or where events happened and you watch the event. Well, you don't watch the event. You hear an event. You hear some speech. And it's just a black screen and the words come up on the screen and you hear them yeah. talking. And then you'll come back into the room and there'll be like a frozen moment in time and you can walk around and yeah. investigate it. And it's really difficult. You can look at the people and you can zoom in and you've got this uh, sketch of all the people on the ship. And yeah. zoom in on a person. That in the 3D space, you look at him and it will show you who it is on the, mat, on the, on the sketch. So, okay, so that's him. And then... You'll invest, find out everything you can, gather the information, or try and retain the information that you, you've learned from the speech you heard and what you've seen. Yeah. And you find the next clue, and it will be a bit further on in time, and things will have moved a little bit, and you've got to try and figure out what's going on. Yeah. And then on the sketch, when you rest your cursor on one of the sketch people, if it's fuzzy, you've got no chance of guessing who they are, but if it's clear, it thinks you've got enough information to make to know who that the name of that person to figure out who that person is I ain't got a bloody clue so mm. but another thing okay let me relook at the information and you've got your notebook but you can't go through the information in the notebook you have to go back to the locations of the bodies yeah. 
you can't look at it sequentially. You have to go back. It's really, it's just a time sink. It's really frustrating. Yeah. So I'm tempted just to use a guide just to get me going, get me into the rhythm. Have you played this patchy? Because this strikes me as the type of game you need to play. You need to dedicate to and play. From what you've just said, in, not in one sitting, but mm. no, you shouldn't be playing that. And then, oh well, I'm gonna have a couple of games of Pest tonight instead of playing the Overdin. I've not touched Pest in a long time. Because no, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you yeah, should yeah. be playing something else. You should be sticking with Overdin every day. You can play your games until mm. you finish Overdin because it has to be fresh in the memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I've tried, <laughs> but some nights I don't get on the on the game at all. And I've, yeah. I've struggled to even watch the films this week, this uh, between pods this time. Because yeah. my, my youngest is still getting up very early. <sighs> and it's just been, just been house stuff. I've found life really exhausting at the moment. <laughs> it's just been a lot going on. Um, so, yeah, but I've had a few lengthy stints on Oberdin. Yeah. And it, it's... You don't get names thrown at you very often so it's difficult to put them on and a lot of the time I look down the list the manifest of everyone on the ship and it tells you who they are so you can look at them and think well the uniform might be a clue here because so I figured out the captain because he's wearing a captain's uniform but then you only yeah. hear the odd name here and there like you'll hear Bill get mentioned but in a group of like seven people so it's like yeah. well, well which one's bloody Bill so then you've got to try and figure out which one Bill was from how he was spoken about how he, what he might be doing yeah Oh, it's just tricky. It's like a massive. I think it's very this. good though. It's, you've you've sold it more to me. You sold it to me more than a couple of other people have. It really, by my struggling. Yeah. Do, you, do you need a notepad and pen? Do you think, or is it all? Is it all there? It's all there. I don't think a notepad and pen would help. It might help later okay. when I've got a few names already down with a few clues. Yeah. But all the all the info you get, you can look back on your in your book. It's just not very easy to look at it in the order you want to look at it or to isolate the information quickly you want to see. So maybe a notepad would help. Maybe I'll try that next time. Okay, done. But it is like, like I said last time, it's like a Sudoku. You get little bits filled in and that yeah. allows you to work out other bits. But you just can't view it all at the same time, <laughs> which makes it very hard. But yeah, I think I, next time I see that on sale, I'm going to pick that up. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I'd started it alongside Danny because it looks like you could easily sit there with like a group and attack it like a hive mind and look at it as one. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be probably the ideal way to play it, to be honest. Almost like a multiplayer game that only one person actually controls. Yeah. That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, that's just simple. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. The Return of the Oberdin and a little bit of control. Okie doke. You need to get one of those finished. No, I when I edited the last pod and we were talking about how I've not really finished any games and we came up with Last of Us 2, I did remember that I finished Little Nightmares 2. Oh yeah, I want to play that as well. Yeah, have you, you bought that, didn't you? I bought the original, I really enjoyed that. I mm. didn't know whether the DLC was worth getting. It is, I think it's worth getting. If, if you see it for like super cheap in a sale, it's definitely worth getting. Yeah, well you can buy the actual game and the DLC for like £5 from it. And the DLC is like £3 odd. Have you already got the game though? <laughs> yeah, I have. But it's one of those games I played and enjoyed that much that I'd, I'd like to get the disc version. Yeah. Oh, you liked it that much? Yeah, I did enjoy it by the end. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, yeah. 
two is as good. Again, oh two, yeah, yeah, yeah two is. We're going to play that at some point. I want to get that on disc if possible. Mm. But then that will kick my LCD into overdrive, and I'll need the original on disc then. <laughs> Can you still buy the original uh, on disc new? No, it's one of them games, and it's probably hard to get. So you have to pay quite a bit for it. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, you're making progress anyway. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Yeah. I'm enjoying um, Control more now. I've caved and started using a guide. And I was listening to another gaming podcast, and they were talking about how they use use guides sometimes. And I'm like, I, I should get over myself and just use a guide more when I'm struggling. Yeah, I was going to say it's not cheating. You know, it's, there's no. You know, if you remember back probably when we were young, I mean, like teenagers, they used to release like Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid guides and stuff like that on the day of release with games. Yeah. People used to buy them. I mean, yeah. them guides, why was it Prima or something like that who made them? They're probably worth a fortune now, you know, if you've still got those in mint condition. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't buy any. I was a stubborn. <laughs> no, I never bought a single guide, but I could understand why, excuse me, why people would. Mm. It's something you just don't. It's like I've seen someone say the other day, oh, if you're playing like God of War or The Last of Us and all these games are easy just to get platinum, so playing them wrong. And you're like, well, there's no wrong way of playing a game. If that's how you, your level, or you just want to play the game and enjoy it, then play it on there. Yeah. So I've seen someone say about Bloodborne and all that, the sh- people crying for easy mode, just, these games aren't designed for you. And I get that, that's a, that's a valid point, but at the same time, there's people like me who just aren't good enough to play them, but I want to experience that world. And yeah. I want to experience that combat. And the story. I know that I'm not good enough to play the combat, yeah. Well, kind of kind of a story, isn't it? It's in Bloodborne. But, mm. you know, like, I want to play those games and enjoy them. And, like, even though I've probably breezed through them on easy, I'd still find it. If I could even need no kidney, I played it through on easy. But I really it didn't detect, detract from the experience. I was just like, yeah. Yeah. You release Bloodborne and say, right, there's no trophies unless you play it in normal mode. I'll still bite and play it through because I'll be like, oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, you know it's I mean? finding that right, right amount of pushback because no pushback is no, no fun, I think. You need a little bit of challenge. But then yeah. games like Bloodborne, ah, it's just the, the amount it pushed back <laughs> held yeah. me back. I just couldn't progress. I got fairly far, but no... I didn't have the time. It's, again, it's time. I've had the time. Again, this is the thing you have to give yourself, those games. Mm. Yeah, Bloodborne. I, I, wanted to, I really, really wanted to do well in that and get and finish yeah. it, really, but no, too hard for me. Too, not enough time. I'm going yeah, because the world is amazing, isn't it? I think it's something that I think I will try again at some point. I don't know when. I think I will try and have another go at it at some point. Mm. I, I keep telling myself that with Bloodborne specifically. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm buying less games nowadays, to be fair. That's why I'm actually making a small dent into my backlog. Yeah, that will help. Mm. Get so many games sometimes, it's a bit overwhelmed with the choice and you try and play too many. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'd, I'd rather, I, I think I met the other day, I don't want to play God of War again. I do want to go through it again. I still need to finish Ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that. <laughs> I, didn't um, even, I didn't even get around to buying it, and I really want to play it. Ghost of Tsushima, that is. And I really want to play um, The Last of Us 2 again. I want to go through that with the... Um, oh, I do, yeah. You can buy perks, can't you? I want to buy unlimited ammo and just enjoy the combat and not worry about 
conserving ammo and all that other oh stuff. is that on the um, the um, options menu yeah yeah I'm pretty sure you can there's yeah. loads of like not cheats but they are cheats just go and buy like hacks to make yeah. it easier because I've, yeah. I've done it now I've experienced it how they wanted me to experience it and now I just want to yeah. go through more like of an arcade type thing yeah because zombies you are I'm looking forward to that but I don't know when I'll get around to it well and it will speed it up it only took you a year to finish it the first time <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's needed. I need little jabs like that to remind me. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's move on. Let's talk about our film club. I think that was all our talking points, so we'll move on to The Dead Don't Die and Leave No Trace. Now, let's talk about The Dead Don't Die, which I admit I have 40 minutes left of. It's, it's, it's 14 or 40? 40, 4 0. And I think it's just heating up. Now, I don't mind you talking spoilers because I don't think this... I mean, to me, we are going to talk spoilers on all these films. This is the yeah. film club. This is where we do talk spoilers. I'm not loving The Dead Don't Die. Right, I'm just going to say this straight off. This was the worst week we've ever had for films. <laughs> By far, it was that bad. I mean, I didn't know The Dead Don't Die was going to be that bad. And the cast is amazing. Yeah, I was just like, well, Bill Murray's in it, and the trailer was really good. And when I started watching it, I thought at the start, I thought, oh, this is going to be a bit like Wes Anderson here, a bit like with a quirky comedy and stuff. Yeah. The way him and Adam Driver were talking to each other. Yeah, and, and I'm a fast about, becoming a massive Adam Driver fan. I think he's great. Yeah, he's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? I mean, I think it was about, I think it's about two hours long in the film, it was just under. Yeah, just under. Anyway, I think it got to about, I think it got to about 25 minutes, and I thought, this isn't really that funny. And mm. I thought, like, what is it? I was like, it's not a comedy. I, I like that scene when they all kept going in and seeing the two people who've been eaten. Um, yeah. And they, you know, they kept coming out saying the same things. But I was just like, Bill Murray and Adam Driver were fantastic in every scene. I mean, the cast, to be fair, weren't actually that bad, were they? The cast, it had just, so many names in it. Yeah. But it was all quite good at what they did. But I was just like, like, was it Selena Gomez who was in it at one point, the girl? Yeah. She's driving the car. Yes. Well, That's still in it in my We're talking I spoilers, yeah, because I don't yeah. want you to waste your time watching this. You can play your games. <laughs> she gets killed. Did you see the bit when they got to the motel? That's the bit. I, I've just stopped around there. They're in the motel. They're watching the news and they've just... Oh, well, the next the time you kind of see them, they're all dead in the room. And I thought, well, why would you have someone as famous as Selena Gomez in it? Well, there's loads of like, people who make really small cameos. Like, um, Iggy Pop is the first yeah. zombie you see. Yeah. No, I know why they've done that. He's a bit, his physique is very, lends itself good to a zombie. Yeah. But I mean, and there's another scene, and I'm guessing he's not going to come back with the Rizza. I don't even know if you know who the Rizza is. Do you know the Rizza is? Who? Do you, do you know Rizza? In, well, he's a he's a rapper. He's part of the Wu Tang clan. Yeah, was he the one delivering the newspapers and that? Yeah, in the Wu PS van. I, I didn't understand what happened to him at the end. It just. I don't know, I haven't seen the end. He just, At the start, he's in a... Wait, it's not a UPS. Yeah, well, he's like a zombie, and he's back in, that, back in that comic book store, and he's just... Oh, I don't know, I haven't seen that bit. I don't, you know what, I don't want to spend that much time talking about it, because it was just bad. It was just a bad <laughs> film. I could just... <laughs> just a waste of time talking about it, anything. It just really... And the ending, oh... Go on, tell like me. The talking, I'll quickly tell you the ending. So... Bill Murray and Adam Driver in the car and the, the female police officer in the back and she sees her nan and she goes, I'm going to my nan. She goes, so it starts screaming anyway. 
Bill Murray says to Adam Driver, oh, how did you know this was going to end badly? He says, well, I just knew. And he says, no, but you knew right from the start this was going to end badly. He says, how did you know? And he says, do you really want me to tell you? And I thought, oh, here we go. This could be what I've been waiting for. And he went, <laughs> it was in the script. And Bill Murray goes, it was in the script. And he went, yeah, well, I read the script all the way through and it was at the end of the script. And Bill Murray went, oh, so we're going to die. And he's like, yeah, it's going to end bad for us. And then they get out of the car and they start whacking and fighting zombies and they get surrounded and they die. And then Tilda Swinton gets beamed up by aliens. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And now it's just, I think it was just so like daft. They did that weird thing at the start with him when he, when Adam Driver, and he's like, oh, why do I know this tune? Why is this tune so familiar? And he's like, oh, it's the theme tune. Yeah, that's what I thought when he said that straight at the start. I was like, "Is that at the film?" Yeah, because they play the, the song. Yeah, they play the song at the start, don't they? And then it ends, and then they put the radio on. And it's the same song from the intro to the film. Mm-hmm. And Bill Murray's like, "Oh, why is it? Is it Bill Murray saying why is it so familiar?" Yeah, and Adam Driver's like, "Oh, you know, it's it's the theme tune." He's like, "Oh, yeah." It's like that's 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 weird. It's just but it was yeah, just too kooky. I've I actually think. Unless you can think of any of us, I think that might be the worst film, definitely the worst film I've ever picked. Could be the worst film we've ever had on Film Club. Ooh. Well, I was lucky you picked a dud then. <laughs> oh, go on. Because my film wasn't much better, although I did, I think by the end I enjoyed it. I didn't. It was a thing, it, thought... it got me thinking. Go on. <laughs> Say again, mate. I said, go on. Oh, sorry, my, my, my earpods was just saying back to you, that's why I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I, I just said, just, it got me thinking. It didn't get me thinking at all. I was I kind of like, when it started, I was like, I, I thought at first, are they kind of like, is there, are they, something happened and they're all living in the wood, and then within about five, ten minutes, maybe 15 minutes, it's like, no, they're just living there free of choice, aren't they? And then obviously you find out they are... And I was just like, okay. And then I thought it was really going to kick on when they went to live on the farm. Mm. And then it just kind of went backwards. And I was like, back to that. Well, not backwards, but that's how the story unfolded. And I was just like, I was fucking bored in that as well. I just, excuse my French. I just thought, oh, man, we have picked some right duds this month. <laughs> We've let our listeners Yours down. was definitely better than mine. Yours was definitely better than my choice, but it was still, oh. God, I was, I'd heard really good things about this in reviews, so I was like quite excited to watch it. But I don't know what's so special about it. Maybe it's just because out of my head, but I just thought it was really boring. It was kind of Especially dull. the ending. It was, yeah. it was pretty dull. But I did, I don't know, it made me think because obviously the film's about these, well, it's a father and daughter living in the woods by choice, but it's public property. So they get found and moved out and social services want to put them in a house and you can't, you know, you can't just live like nomads and they try and sort it out. But it's obviously him, he's dealing with or failing to deal with coming out of the army. It's post-traumatic stress. Some We don't know, we never find out what happened to the mother of the daughter, his wife, presumably. She passed. She definitely passed and she read when she was very young because she's got no memories because she says at one point, I wish I I wish I could. I wish I knew my mum. When yeah. they're talking about their favourite colours, because yeah. her and her mum share the same favourite colour. And then yellow. 
yellow, yeah, well remembered. <laughs> and then it's obvious that this is the only life she's really known, them living rough, yeah. only venturing into the city to get essentials. Otherwise, they just forage for stuff. And I think he was making money by getting his meds that the government provide for him for dealing yeah. with his post-traumatic stress, stress and selling them to someone else who then deals them further. Yeah. So he gets money for that. That's where he makes his little bit of cash. And it's just him failing to deal with all this stuff or dealing with it the only way he knows how, which is to literally isolate himself away and hide. And then that's constantly yeah. at odds with raising a daughter. Yeah. So she ends up gets a little bit of a taste and she gets a taste of like normality when they're forced to live in a house for a little while. And she realises yeah. that this is what she wants. And then his problems, she can't stay with him, deal with his problems. He's And I didn't know how it was going to end. So at the end I thought that obviously she's not going to want to leave this current place they're in. And it was really, I got was really affected by that bit. I welled up when they said goodbye. I thought he can't, mm. he can't let her go. He can't actually just walk away. Now he's going to be forced to face his demons, forced to deal with his post-traumatic stress, deal with all this shit he's struggling to cope with, to stay with and be with his daughter. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. She walks back to the caravan park they're in, where it looks like a lot of other people dealing with the same sort of stuff are. Yeah. And he turns and walks away in floods of tears and leaves because he can't cope with being part of society. And the other thing I found really interesting was because it's America and it's dealing with war veterans, there was no guns, there was not really any violence. The most violent it ever was was when they got arrested at the start in the in the woods. Yeah, when they hunted him down with dogs and handcuffed them for I thought no real reason, and hauled them off. That was the most violent they got, which I did find interesting. So I must admit I did analyse it because I was bored. I was like, <sighs> this this is slow. I said, my what am I missing? Yeah. What am I not getting? So I had to like think about it quite deeply. <laughs> I had to like invest in it. We thought, right, let me let me think about what's going on. Let me think about the issues we were dealing with here. Because I don't think the film did a... Well, maybe it did. Maybe I was supposed to think deeply about it. But it's kind of washing over me. And I was bored. So I had to think deeply about it. And then I got more out of it. But on the whole, it was quite slow. Quite boring. Quite slow. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the end was... Sad. It was, a, it was a sad fun. ending. It was a sad ending, so I don't know. I just thought, what a prick at the ending, if I'm honest. Like, yeah, it was very selfish. I, or cowardly. I, I just couldn't believe, yeah. I just couldn't believe he was, like, leaving her. Mm. To, like, go and live with strangers, basically, while he just went and lived in the woods. And mm. then they tried to make it kind of like, well, it's okay, because she leaves him a bag of food, like the old lady told her. Because mm. she knows her dad's always alright. Yeah, because she, she was leaving that for some other bloke who she hadn't seen for years, but she leaves yeah. food in the woods for him and he always goes so she knows he's still okay. Yeah. It was all very strange. And there was no religion either. Another thing we normally get with Americans, films and war. Yeah. They always force religion down. Because I was thinking, these people, 
when they were forcing him to live in houses and stuff, I was like, they were okay out there on their own. It's not normal, but it's what he wants, and seemingly what she wants, although she didn't know anything the other way, so. Yeah. I was like, why are you forcing them into a house that they don't want to be in? Was like, well, like the, they did say it's illegal to live on the land, didn't they? Yeah, there was, but there's so much American, like, forest land. <laughs> they could have just found somewhere else to hide. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It didn't even say it seemed like there was off the beaten path, did it, when you kind of, like, seen people running past where the tent was and stuff? Yeah, they weren't like, that, they they weren't that like deep. deep into the woods. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a bit weird. Well, they could have got more deep. Because, like I said, there's yeah. so many, there's so many um, massive woods, woodlands, yeah. uh, places in America. It's huge. But spends, I suppose they need to be fairly close to civilization because they do dip into it from time to time. Yeah. But yeah, it was a slow, ponderous film. It did make me think, <laughs> but um, I'm not sure. It I did make me think it. what a shit week we've had on films. <laughs> That's what it made me think. You were thinking Dead about the audience. Die. Yeah, that I feel like that. I'm sorry, I feel like if Wes Anderson had that, it, the jokes would have landed. Yes, yeah, I think I agree on that. It's, he's gifted. The more, yeah, you see films that attempt to be like him and fail, you think, God, <laughs> Wes Anderson's. He's just very good at that. To be honest, that was the second film we kind of done. Oh, we got to pick new ones. I haven't picked a new one. Yeah, I'm just picking mine now as we speak. Damn, boy. Am I on Netflix? I am, aren't I? Yeah, you're on Netflix duty this week. Have you got your film? Um, not quite. I've got a couple. I'm just... Oh, I'll tell you what films have popped up on um, what you're looking at now, Prime. Mm-hmm. The Indiana Jones films. Oh, right. Yeah. You said that like you'd never seen it. Oh, no. I, it was poignant for me because I just checked for them a few weeks ago because I was getting rid of a bunch of DVDs and I was on the fence with it to get rid of those. And I thought, you know, I am going to get rid of them because they're DVDs, not even Blu-rays. I'm just going to get rid. So I did. And they all came up on uh, Prime. <laughs> it's like, oh, they are on there now. God, I'm struggling for a film here. Now, mine, I'll give you the... Uh, Synopsis thing. Desperate for a breakthrough as she nears the big 4-0, struggling New York playwright Radha finds inspiration by reinventing herself as a rapper. The film is called The 40-Year-Old Version. Not Virgin, Version. Version. Make sure you text me that. Yep. Oh, it's quite long, Dave, but it it looks good. It's completely black and white by the look of it. Black and white? Yep. Okay. It's made in 2020. Okay. Well, the 40-year-old version. That's it. Right, so that's the Netflix choice, yeah? Yep. Okay, so my prime choice synopsis is with only the plan of moving in together after high school, two unusually devious friends seek direction in life. As a mere gag, they respond to a man's newspaper ad for a day, only to find it will greatly complicate their lives. This is for a film called Ghost World from 2001, which is very highly rated on Amazon Prime, four and a half stars, and even on IMDb with 7.3 out of 10. And that is 116,449 reviews, and its meta score from 31 critics is 88. That's very high. What's it called? Ghost? Ghost World. 
Ghost World. Featuring Scarlett Johansson. Winner. Paula Birch. Who? Paula Birch. Then another one. She was quite famous for a while. Um, and then I don't know what happened to her, to be honest with you. Well, I've written them down in what? the... Same age as me. Say that again. She's the same age as me. <laughs> right, so our two films now picked are the 40-year-old version. That's V-E-R-S-I-O-N. 40-year-old version. And Ghost World. Mm-hmm. On Amazon Prime and Netflix. That's your homework. We will talk about those next podcast. And that's it for this one. If you want to catch us on Instagram or Twitter, they are both at We Don't Go Out. You can suggest films for us to watch for our film club. Or just tell us how bad this week's were. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, hopefully Ghost World and 40 Year Old Version will be better. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll catch you next time.